I believe she no longer has a future. She's gone to hell, checked out on her way. I wrote this song in about a minute five to tell you in Houston died. Houston, we have a problem. It's not too soon, is it? This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Jesus, Wackerly. I have the looking, worst hangover I've ever had in was, my life. I was about to say, you were looking way more haggard than you do usually on a Sunday morning. Oh, boy. What happened to you, man? Did you wake up in the toilet? No. <laughs> in a gutter? I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want just, to dwell on it. You could just tell you kind of got up, your hair's sticking out in different directions. I hope you're wearing pants. No, I am not. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. We have, an, we have a, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's an official policy, but there's a no shirt cocking rule when we podcast. I have shorts on. Okay. All right. All right. So I, I if figured, I have to get up and like take a massive runny diarrhea shit in the middle of the show, don't be alarmed. All right, don't you know, be alarmed. just just give me just give me like a hand signal or something, or maybe say like red squirrel or something like some kind of code word. Never brown water. Brown word. water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wackily, like looking at you now, <clears throat> I figured at first if you didn't say that you were hungover, I figured you were. I don't know, maybe you'd been awake for a couple nights just crying over Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston's passing. Are you still upset yeah, about that? I'm such a big fan, like everybody else. <laughs> After hearing about her death, is now the hugest Whitney fan you could ever hear of. But I know Sony is, because they raise prices on their albums. <laughs> you know, I tried to watch Those the Japanese, Bodyguard. Japanese, they're like almost as bad as the Jews. Yeah, I know. I tried to watch gouging. the Bodyguard like three times this weekend to see if I could make it through without crying. Couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was too hard. Costner spoke at her funeral, I saw. Yeah, no, I, I love how it's it, Whitney Houston has to die for anyone to give a shit about Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? He made a movie recently, I thought. Did He's he? a Scientologist, don't you know? God, which, which, like, what celebrities aren't Scientologists? Uh, what's that dude who lives in Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> so wacker are you the gonna dumb play dumber guy not uh the gap tooth one the other one jeff daniels oh, yeah that guy. he's not a scientologist so are you gonna play i will always love you in the slide whistle now or at the end of the show i don't have it in me <laughs> if i put that thing in my mouth i'm gonna vomit <laughs> so never is the answer well you know, I, I think uh in about a week everyone will have forgotten about whitney houston you can i do on. like how she died did she just die, like, class. eating a hoagie and with a bunch of Xanax? <laughs> no, yeah, she was drugged out in the bathtub, and she, she like, they found her under the water. That's how you know you lived your life to the fullest, you, when they find you dead in your hotel room. Plus, she was there to perform at the Grammys or whatever, you know? <laughs> She's like, fuck this, I'm getting high and dying. 
Well, you know, I read that uh, her, I think her children, actually, I think it was her children or handlers ended up um, hiding all the cocaine. Oh, yeah, they always they would, do that. Yeah, they had to, like, scoop up all the, and it was a lot of cocaine. I mean, it was like, an, right. you know, a couple eight balls of cocaine that she had. Well, did you hear the, uh, did you hear the 911 call when uh, Demi Moore got all fucked up? They're like, because the their assistants or whatever, personal assistants, they never know what they're allowed to talk about, or they're going to get in trouble the next day. Well, I'm surprised the handlers don't just dole out like measurements of cocaine. Like, here's some coke. Don't do too much because we know you're going to die if you do. Like, so you're only allowed to do you know six lines, okay? Uh huh. And then we'll wait a half an hour, check in on you. Because if you give Whitney Houston two eight balls of cocaine, she's doing it all. Right? Does she smoke it? No, she probably. I don't know. She's. I think she smokes it. Right. That's what she was splitting hairs back in the day about whether you know she didn't smoke crack, but she smoked like crystallized cocaine as if free base cocaine. Yeah, I guess there is a difference then. I love looking I've at. I've never uh, done it. I love I just, looking at. I've pictures. just snorted it. I love looking at pictures of her former husband, crackhead Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. God, that guy just looks <laughs> awful. Seems like he gains weight every like every time you see him, he just looks like he he looks like Luther Vandross now. Yeah, he's turning into like old black man that sits on the corner in front of the liquor store type of look. Yeah, he looks awful. I guess he stormed <laughs> out of the funeral. You read about he, that? No, I didn't read that. I'll have to go check the news sites. There was a row over uh, seating or something like that, so he stormed out of the funeral. I don't That's know. his prerogative. <laughs> I think they caught him looking through her purse for money one last time. <laughs> they kicked him out. They're money in, or crack. Or, money or is crack. I crack anyway, so if there's crack, I'll take that. So, Wackerly, I got some bad news just to make your day that much more shittier. Um, nice. I've been Thank bummed you. about it all day, actually. It's been, uh, I just found out this morning, but... Good friend of the show, good friend of mine, punk rock legend, icon, if you will, Bob Madigan, passed away this morning. Hmm. Bob died, dude. No joke, huh? I'm not joking. Bob Madigan died. and uh, well, We'd heard, I don't know if we said it on the show, but we heard that he was sick last week. You know, I, d- hospital. I, I found out about this last week, and I didn't want to say anything, just because I didn't know what was going on exactly, but I just found out this morning that, uh, yeah, he eventually, he... he they found him unconscious and he died. Uh, full liver failure. So there's a lesson to you people out there that uh, drink recreationally. That's what can happen. I don't know. But I want to tip my glass right now and dedicate this show, this entire program, episode three. Living legend. Living legend, Bob Madigan. He's gonna, dude, I'm going to miss that guy. Like, I was thinking about it. Just because, you know, when you have a friend die, the worst thing about when you have a friend die, the worst thing about it is you have to delete their number from your cell phone. That's the worst thing. No, it's not the worst thing, but it makes you think about the person because you're like, wow, now I actually have to delete this person from my cell phone. True. And, yeah. you know, and I'm, so my thoughts are, you know, around Bob Madigan this whole week. And I was like, God, you know, I knew that guy for a long time. Like, I think I met him right when I moved to San Francisco, maybe a couple years, years after. There, right. And he was, um, a, he was a, you know, he, at first he was a, a frequent guest on my heavy metal radio show, the Rampage Radio, and he would just show in, and then he just became part of the staff, like he was just part of the just a recurring character, you know, I'd say character. a co-host, really. I mean, it was me, Bob. He knew a lot about a lot of music. He, you know, he was, yeah, Bob was an encyclopedia knowledge when it came to punk. Like, can you? He never could remember me. 
<laughs> Every time I met him, he was like, oh, hi, who are you? Well, it was always like he was meeting you for the first time. And I'm saying, like, you probably met him 60 times. Yeah. <laughs> so you're backing me up on this. He never remembered who I was. He never did. I, although I don't think you're alone in that. I think a lot of people, Bob, just didn't know. He didn't I'm, have it specifically in for me, but he just, he remembered specific people. He remembered you. He did remember me. Yeah. P-Town, maybe. I don't know Sorry if he'd know. So I don't think he knew Pat. Doggly eyed. You know, I was talking to, I was hanging out with P-Town the other night and we were talking about Bob and, uh, he was saying that he's like, yeah, he goes, you know, the last time I saw Bob, I was walking up Hate Street and I just saw this dude that was just wearing no shirt and smoking a joint with some other homeless guy. And I was like, and turned around, I'm like, oh shit, that's Bob Madigan. He's just in his element. Right. And I was thinking, yeah, you know, and I guess, uh, yeah, right before he died, like just recently, like I had him on the show only a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. It was the after New Year's, and I uh, was talking to him. I guess he really looked like a homeless guy now. Like he's gonna. Well, he has a YouTube page. He could watch his videos. He looked pretty homeless eh, with a big beard, huge beard, and he was just like really. I guess he became really gaunt. And his skin had this like yellow pallor to it. Just he was. I think personally, I think Bob was doing a leaving Las Vegas kind of thing. I think um, leaving San Francisco. That's what Bob was trying to do: drink himself mm -hmm. to death. I mean, he still Maybe. said, like, uh, you know, I mean, if if you recall, like, we had him on the show. I'm going to play a, the, a couple of those promos. You can just see the 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 difference in Bob's mental state, maybe physical state, from these two shows. Like, so when we had him on initially, he was at his height of drunkenness. I mean, Bob right. would drink. Bob said he drank, like, a 12-pack of beer a day and a fifth of, like, shit vodka. Wow. Every day. It's a lot of beer. It's a lot of alcohol. I mean, Jesus, I, I couldn't even imagine doing that in a week. You know, it's just, it's a lot of alcohol. Maybe okay, but maybe maybe I could do that in a few days. <laughs> okay, you know, but <laughs> that's we a twelve pack of beer and a fifth of vodka in one yeah. night, one that's one day. Lot. I mean, and then when and when and when you do it every day, I mean, maybe you could do it one day and just be like, oh wow, I feel like shit, and then you wouldn't drink for like a week afterwards, you know. But to do it every day as just your lifestyle really takes its toll. Yeah, I mean, it takes its toll on your body, too. But uh, I guess so, he almost died, and then his wife found him, they had to take him to the hospital, his liver failure, and uh, the doctor was like, if you keep drinking, um, you know, you're, you're going to die. And so he was sober. I mean, I think he was on the wagon for a few months. We had him on the show during that period, Right. And he sounded, I mean, he sound, sounded like, uh, reminded me of Barney when uh, from The Simpsons when Barney became an astronaut. You remember that? That episode? <laughs> yeah, he got sober. Homer in Space, he was sober. He was like doing gymnastics and running around, like completely, you know, speaking coherently. And I was just like, Jesus. Well, you know, here, let's, let's play these two promos. We can do a little tribute to Bob Madigan here. Let me find them. So, so this is the first time we had Bob on the show. It's, it's probably, I think it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite promos to play. And I'll still keep playing it. But, mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, it's just, Bob, it, it's just, it really exemplifies Bob and Bob's take on reality, this promo. Here. Hi, this is Bob Madigan. And you're living, listen, living, listening to us. Keep in mind, that I wrote this down exactly what Bob had to say on a piece of paper. 
And it was only really one sentence. Like, my name's Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. With right, but Bob was a creative. He's not going to just follow what you dictate for him to say. Exactly. Bob is always a nonconformist. Right. Sick or non? Sick and wrong. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Sick and Run, and this is Bob Madigan, and uh, I hope you're still going to listen later on, dude. I love. I think we promo. should actually officially change the name of the show to Sicker Sicker. Or, you know what? Actually, I think Sick we Renan. should Sick Renan. That's, that's, that's what the show is. So. Just Sick Renan. I think the next T-shirt should be a Sick Renan T-shirt in like, tribute to Bob. It's like one of those nonsensical but evil-sounding death metal band names. I could see it with uh, you know those illegible like black metal like, yeah. font that they use. Sick yeah. Renan. Just evil. Right. If we could do that. So, All right, okay, I'm so down we, for it. We did this, that, that show, when Bomb was completely inebriated. I think we talked about it on our six-year anniversary. We played a couple clips. And I contributed to uh, Bob's drunkenness that night because I, I think I actually, he wanted alcohol, so I bought him a fifth of vodka, and he drank the whole fucking thing during the show and was wasted. Left, fell down the stairs. I had to drive him home. His wife was so upset. When, uh, when I came in, she was pissed off. She was just like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's not my fault. <laughs> kind you know, of was, though. It kind of was my fault. You know, whatever. Anyway, a few months later, we had him on the show again. It might have even been a year later. And he had been sober for a while. Like, I remember going to his house. I think I talked about this on the podcast. I went to his house for his birthday barbecue. Brought over a 12-pack of High Life, Bob's preferred beer choice. And uh, when I got there, they're like, oh, Bob's not drinking. Like, really? No one was drinking. It was so weird. weird. Like, I'd been to so many barbecues and parties at his house, and had never seen everybody sober. So I was like, okay. It kind of felt like a dick. You know, I was like, well, I'm not going to drink alone. <laughs> um, so anyway, he came back on the show, and listen to this. It's like night and day. Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. Perfect. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> I don't know if it goes on anymore. <laughs> so you can bank on that. <laughs> I don't even know what he was saying there, but uh, but uh, you know, I I knew Bob for a long time, and he used to come into Rampage. He definitely was just a character. One of the things, I mean, do you remember? Were you ever at any of those shows when Bob would light his pubic hair on fire? Yeah, or where he'd wear the meat shirt. Yeah, the meat shirt, the meat panties that he would perform. <laughs> he'd he'd wear like a meat outfit when he'd perform yeah. in fluff girl this is way before lady gaga did it he predated lady gaga by like probably 10 years yeah yeah he was laid his pubes on fire uh it was pretty crazy you know his that his whole stage show i remember when i first saw his band fluff girl and uh we're gonna end this sh we're gonna end the show with a song one of my favorite fluff girl songs called sinkhole but you never knew what was gonna happen at uh, at any of his performances, you never knew what Bob was going to do. I mean, he'd come out meat panties, he'd light his hair on fire. He just he never Bob never actually got a haircut. He would just light his hair on fire. Yeah, scorched <laughs> and, earth policy of hair maintenance. Well, I remember that I had to uh, lay down the law at Rampage about the pew burning because well, <laughs> quite frankly, it was a little enclosed room. Uh, dude, it was this tiny little room, and it was. It was disgusting. And the worst part about it is, so I worked at a strip club then, 
And so, you know, after hours, I'd come into, you know, the, the show didn't start till two. And I'd get mm-hmm. like four or five girls to come in and we'd hang out, you know, drink, do drugs. It was like a little party. And then, you know, I'd go outside to smoke and then I'd see all five of those girls just running out like in just, you know, distressed. And I was like, well, what's happening? What, 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 what you know, why are you guys leaving? They're like, oh, there's a disgusting homeless man lighting his pubic hair on fire. And I was like, what? I go in there and there's Boom, Bob's brother, just laughing his ass off. And there's Bob with his pants down and his pubes just aflame. You know, <laughs> just in flames. You know, I never understood how he didn't, like, get third-degree burns on his cock. He had some technique <laughs> that prevented that. I don't know, but, I mean, it smelt like Auschwitz in there. and Yeah, it did yeah, smell it, like burning hair. It was gross. Uh, it was just so gross. And then I remember we had a trial for Bob because one of my co-hosts said, remember that guy, the fat guy, El Barancho? Uh-huh. Um, he wanted to kick Bob off the show. So we had a trial and Bob, I, I think, think that dude wanted to have a real radio show that was about the music and not like <laughs> the circus environment that he, you engendered. He didn't like the hijinks. And he didn't like Bob because he thought Bob was gross and Bob hated him. Uh-huh. Um, but I remember we had that trial. If I can ever find that, I know I have tapes of the show, but that, that was my favorite episode of Rampage because we had Boom King, Bob's brother, was Bob's defense attorney. Then there was Baracho, who was the prosecutor, and I was the judge, and we had a bunch of witnesses. Boom showed up at the trial wearing a Vote Bob Off the Show shirt, yet he was his defense attorney. I, I think I was actually, that was one of the rare times that I was there. I think you were I actually, that shirt. I think you were one of the witnesses, character witnesses for Bob. And I, yeah, you got to find that tape. You know, if I find that tape, I'll put it out on a sick and wrong shirt, because it was great, because I remember Bob was just trying to, like, I was like, so Bob, do you have anything to say in your defense? And Bob was like, I don't give a fuck what you guys think of me. You can suck my dick. I was like, you know, Bob, that's not going to help your case here. (laughs) (laughs) But he was just a character. I remember um, a couple more stories just now that I'm thinking about Bob. I remember one of my fondest memories of Bob, actually. It really pissed me off, come to think of it. So the thing is with Rampage Radio, you weren't allowed to drink at KUSF. Like, if you had alcohol in there, you were fired. They would just turn, suspend you, terminate your show. And so, right. you know, we... But everybody to, always drank well, <laughs> on we, the 2 a.m. to 8 a.m. shift. We couldn't do a six-hour show about metal with bands in there without drinking. So what I'd have to do is, you know, it was 2 to 8 a.m., so around, like, 7, I'd have to, like, totally clean that studio. Like, go through, like, a fine-tooth comb, pick up all the beers... Pick up all the bottles, make sure they're in the joints, no coke residue. Just, I mean, you had to go through like a CSI, you know, squad in there. And so, um, Bob and Boom, who I don't want to say they're retarded, because they're not really retarded, but they definitely um, weren't very helpful in the cleaning process. So all I asked them to do is I was like, take the garbage out, dude. Here's a you know, big, huge garbage bag full of cans and bottles. Just take this out, and there's a dumpster behind the building. Dump it back there. Because don't, don't right. dump it in the hallway. Because there's students around, and there's mm. campus police. And priests, right? Because yeah, it was like a, a Catholic school. A Jesuit school or something like that. Yeah, they're nuns, like, in the, in the building. So anyway, they, they leave with the trash can. And, uh, you know, it's about a half hour goes by. I'm like, what the hell happened to those two dudes? At this point, everybody, you know, that used to come to the after party already left. I was like, what right. happened to those two guys? So I'm sitting around, just kind of looking, and then you know, looking around like in the in the studio in the hallway, they're they're nowhere to be found. I go outside, 
And right in front of the building, right in front of the the student, and it's like a dormitory, and we're in like the basement of the dormitory. There's Bob, just wearing his underwear. I don't know why he was, why he stripped down because he was wearing clothes before. Mm-hmm. And he's jumping up and down, trying to force the cans in this garbage can that's right in front of the building. And there's not students, the dumpster that's behind the building where you directed him. No, right in front of everybody. And there's students walking by, nuns walking by, and Bob's jumping up and down in his underwear, trying to shove these cans and bottles into this trash can. And boom! Meanwhile, wasted, drinking a forty, is running around just pelting him with cans and bottles. <laughs> and there's just a mess. I mean, there's probably like you know a couple hundred cans just all over. Yeah. Like, all over the sidewalk, and I, I walk out, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And they're just laughing, laughing, like, booms, just, you know, as if this is, like, you know, regular Friday night activity. It's like, <laughs> it let's pelt bomb with some cans. So, are they going to have a funeral? I probably wouldn't go to the funeral, but if they had, like, a benefit show at Chemo's, I would probably go. You know, um, I don't know yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. I'm sure they're going to do some kind of memorial and find out what's going on with the... You know, I don't know. I'm, I was wondering, do you think they're going to cremate him? I, don't, I have no idea. I guess. I bet you they probably will. I mean, I don't. I know his. I know Bomb was uh, originally from Detroit. He was in a famous. Uh, he was in a famous punk band called Slaughterhouse, and then he moved to San Francisco in the '80s, and that's where he started uh, Fluff Girl, and he was known as Donkey Daddy. You know, it's interesting. I was looking up um, an article here at one point. Bob was an altar boy, and he was studying to be a priest when he was in Detroit. I think he told me that one time. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe if you if you look at him now. Sort of a Sam Kennison type thing going on there. It kind of sounded like, I always thought it, his band, Fluff Girl, was sort of like a really heavy version of Captain Beefheart. Because he was a big fan of Captain. Like, yeah, if Captain Beefheart, Beefheart fan. drank bleach and smoked PCP, it would be Fluff Girl. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like that. Do, do you remember the rest of the people in the band rather normal, relatively compared to Bob? I, I mean, I remember being surprised by that that like it was just normal people on the instruments and then crazy ass Bob in the front. Yeah, I think uh, they were actually really good musicians too. Yeah, I um, yeah, I've seen them. Do you remember who they used to perform with? Frank Moore. Yeah, I do. Oh God, that Charotic guy. All Stars. Yeah, people, you should go check it out. Aeroplay.com. E-R-O-P-L-A-Y.com. So Frank- I wonder I wonder if you can buy Frank Moore and the Sherotic All-Star music on iTunes. I oh, tend God. To this guy, like, it's hard to describe his show. It's, it's something you kind of have to experience. But Frank Moore was a spastic, or is a spastic, he, you know. Um, I, he's I guess like MS or Lou crippled or or I have no he's idea, crippled. but he's like you he know, also deformed, rather deformed. He's all like gnarled up in a wheelchair, and he sounds like Chewbacca. He's like, hey. and he's got that stick on his head where he's pointing to letters, and that's how you have to find out what he's talking about. Well, he in his wheelchair or on his wheelchair, he'd have like a Ouija board, and he would just poke like poke his head at the dip, with a pointer to all the different letters, and then he had like one of his acolytes transcribe his message. Remember I never we, understood whether that was his wife or girlfriend or what. She kind of came off like that. Well, Frank Moore is kind of this uh, cult leader type of figure in Berkeley, like in the 60s. And he's always been spastic, and he's never been able mm-hmm. to speak. But, yeah, I think he has like a master, a couple master's degrees, and I don't know. I he, can see he, that. He sort of had this weird cult, and Bob Manigan would usually perform with him. Bob is actually pretty good friends with him. But I remember... Uh, 
Frank, when Frank would perform, it was like these really hairy naked chicks dancing on stage. A bunch of like a cacophony of instruments and sounds. And then amidst all of that, you heard like Frank just like howling into this microphone. It was god awful. And he would be naked in his chair. And they would like, yeah, I mean, he would have sex with the girls while performing. Or they would give him like oral sex. It It was the type of thing that you saw and you didn't believe it. You're like, my eyes must be deceiving me. Because I'm watching a naked <laughs> cripple guy, and he's fucking this hairy hippie woman right in front of me on stage, and then they're making this crazy music. Like, this the, can't it, be happening. It was just one song, though, and they would play for, like, three hours. Like, yeah, it was three, no people, breaks, just yeah, no noise. Breaks, just this noise song and him howling and, yeah, these naked, hairy, hippie chicks and Bob Madigan. Playing a flute. Sometimes Extreme Elvis would be there. Oh, yeah, Extreme Elvis. <laughs> fat was the other... Naked Elvis would also be out there. Yeah, performance artist guy. He's Fat Naked Elvis. And he was another one that would uh, occasionally play with Frank Moore. I remember the last bomb story before we move on here, but the first time uh, my sister's boyfriend, Big Jer, ever met Bob, it was a Frank Moore performance on St. Patrick's Day. It was Frank Moore, Extreme Elvis, and Fluff Girl. The mm-hmm. Bill at Chemo's. I don't know if you were at that one. Yeah, I was there. But we ended up going, getting pretty wasted and we all show up at the show and big jerry was in line for the bathroom we're waiting for like you know a few minutes and finally jerry just tries the door he opens it up and there's bob madigan butt naked foot like in the toilet painting himself green using the toilet water and he i mean had succeeded for the most part he wasn't using the toilet water yeah he was was actual it was actual paint but it was like he would wipe off the the brush in the in the toilet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The you know, toilet it, was involved. Sure. The toilet was involved, and it was like the whole bathroom was green, and everything except for Bob's ass was green. And then which, Bob, which Bob's gonna go all the way. He needs every square <laughs> inch of his body. He couldn't like wear green shorts and then just paint the rest of his body green. Well, the funniest thing about it is, Jerry opens up the door and he's standing there, and Bob just kind of turns around and instead of says, saying, "You know, how about some privacy, please? I'm painting myself green." Or I'll be done in a second. Or I'll be done in a second. He just looks at Jerry and he's like, "Hey, man, do you mind painting my ass for me, <laughs> my back?" And Jerry, being such part. a nice guy. Was like, all right. <laughs> he just takes a brush and just starts painting his back. <laughs> and like, I think he like spread his butt cheeks. And Jared's pretty much painting the hole. Just, just painting his ass for him. And he get a cigarette. I can just picture it. I think I was standing right there. <laughs> I think we were like, both wow. were just kind of like, God, I wish I had a fucking. I don't even know if they had cell. If I had a cell phone back then, but that would have been YouTube. Oh material. no, no, there would be photos if we had cell phones with cameras. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you know, people, you can go check out Bob's uh, YouTube channels, re- recent videos he took. I think he had some other videos. That's the one thing about Bob is Bob had just had, he had like the craziest video collection. I mean, he never really was on YouTube or anything, but he had just had videos like, I've never seen porn, like the porn that Bob had. It was like He's I'd a go, collector. Uh, he was a collector. He, just, he definitely had some interesting shit. Anyway, people, you can go check it out. The Bomb Channel SF is on YouTube. And uh, you can do a search for Fluff Girl. It's F-L-U-F-F-G-R-R-L. And you can find videos of his music. But, uh, you know, I'm going to tip my glass to Bob one more time. He's a good friend, punk rock icon, and, you know, I hope he's in a better place. He's definitely going to be missed. If I find out about the memorial. Jesus, um, (laughs) you're a dick. (laughs) 
I'll definitely uh, say something about it if I end up finding out, you know, the memorial or what, what they're going to end up doing for him. All right. But yeah, definitely bum me out. So people, this is episode 317 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show. We did two stories. Uh, one was about a delicious homeless person oyster. And the uh, second one is about an elementary school teacher who spoon-fed his pupils. Um, that, that, that story won, understandably. It's pretty vile that Miramonte... Uh, you know, the scandal's still unfolding. Oh, yeah. And they, they've been showing pictures of him in like, his Mickey Mouse outfit, that teacher. It's horrible. It's a horrible story. I saw those pictures. Who didn't know something's going on when you look at that photo? You look like, at that oh, guy. He's a perfectly normal teacher. He's just a big weirdo in short shorts and Mickey Mouse ears posing with my child. Somebody had to know what's up. What was up? Exactly. I mean, it was just a little too odd. I don't know. Um, but yeah, congratulations there, uh, listener number t- or submitter number two. Your story one, sick and wrong, episode three sixteen. People, you know the way sick and wrong works. Quackley and I present the most disturbing news items here of the week on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets Sick and Wrong Care Package. You can send your Sick and Wrong stories to sickandwrongpodcast.hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook, Twitter, or the forum. We got a few good ones uh, for this week. But before we get to that, here's a word from audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and All right, the first story we received here uh, came in from, looks like it says Sherry, Cherry. It's a good <laughs> stripper name, Cherry. Yeah, it is. Um, Sherry O'Terry. But it could be, a, you know, Her it could be like a French girl fast. named Cherie, you know. Right. But I'm, I'm going to give it the American pronunciation of Cherry, and I'd like to think she's a stripper with cherry tattoos on her thighs. Cherry-colored and flavored nipples. Exactly. Um, known prostitute... Loses left arm and leg after Pitbull viciously attacks her as she was shut inside a home with the beast. Pitbull. I love that term, known prostitute. <laughs> it just implies that she was like the neighborhood hooker, you know? Everybody knew it. Everybody's backup plan. You know, last call at the bar, you're not going to get laid, but you can always get a blowjob from the known prostitute. Just haggard. Yeah, she's no. Everybody knows. I mean, it's like no one's no one tries to pretend that she does something else. It's just like you just know she gives blowjobs hey, for money. You know that girl. You know that girl, Sherry. <laughs> you know, you know she'll blow you for twenty bucks, right? Yeah, I know that. Everybody knows that. It's, it's a known thing in the neighborhood. <laughs> don't be trying to tell me something like you know it and I don't. Everybody knows it. <laughs> she she will blow you for money. She might as well just wear a shirt, and it gets to the point where the cops know it too. But they're yeah. so sick of arresting her, they're just like, oh, fuck it, who cares? You know, she just wears a shirt that just I says hooker. I don't know any prostitutes in real life. That's maybe a problem. Um, I know a couple. I know a couple, but not, not that many. Former or currently acting as prostitutes? You know, uh, I ran into uh, that tranny prostitute, that uh, <laughs> tranny porn star that still hooks up with people on Craigslist. 
God. And uh, yeah, she. Um, What's his name? Her name? Uh, Juliet. Juliet Stray. She's going to come back on the show, though. And she's a. She's definitely quite the character. So a woman who was a known prostitute lost her arm and leg in a pimple attack after a man squatting in a home left empty by a narcotics raid left her there. So the man's name is Ian Summers, 30 years old. He brought Robin Johnson, age unknown. <laughs> to the pretty old. <laughs> you got to look at this picture of her, this mugshot, dude. She just looks like this just hideous hose beast. Ian Summers makes him sound like he was one of the members of the Bee Gees or something. Doesn't Joy Division like or something. British, it sounds like a British 70s rock star. Yeah, he's definitely, um, I don't know, falling hard on his luck right now if this is what he's bringing back to uh, an abandoned home. Next on the old gray whistle stop, Ian Summers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll post this, I'll post this mug shot of her. On the on the website, and yeah, she is just hideous. It's just the the idea of somebody being like, okay, well, I'm horny, and I'm just gonna pay her to give me a blowjob is beyond mm-hmm. me because she is so hideous. But whatever. When there's so much porn on the internet. Why 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 do you need to go with an ugly hooker? I I, I do not know. I it know. always makes me wonder. It's just like it, it just makes me think, and the, you know this um, this idea, but this notion that I've always had is there's a man out there. That will fuck any woman. Any woman. Doesn't matter how deformed or retarded or ugly she is. There is a man out there that will stick his dick inside of her. But there's not a woman who will fuck any man. Hence the prostitution trade. Exactly. Yeah. So when she entered the home, as soon as she went in there, the house's pit bull, Feisty, began to attack her. (laughs) I do love the name of the pit bull. So Summers told investigators that he was scared to death of the dog, who is now biting Johnson's arms and legs. So he said that uh, he was just frightened, and he just closed the door, locked it, and left. (laughs) He didn't even try to stop it. Didn't even make an effort. He's just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I like that he has the key, even though he's just squatting. Well, it seemed like, I guess this was like a drug house, and it Uh was raided. And then it's just, yeah, it's been abandoned. But this guy, yeah, has the key to it. And uh, this is apparently where he brings his crack whores. But what I find interesting is, why does the house have a beast? It's almost like a Stephen King book. Yeah. It's like Cujo over here. It's just, that, it's just the, the house's dog. The house's pit bull. Feisty. According to the rest report, um, Johnson, the prostitute, was in a coma and had to have her left arm amputated below the elbow and her left leg below the knee. But I guarantee her prices might go down, but there's a guy out there that will still stick his dick in her. Niche market. Yeah. Um, you think the surgeon was like, oh, this is Rita or, or Sherry. <laughs> She's a known <laughs> prostitute. I got a bullet job from her two weeks ago. What's happened to you? Do you think, do you think she was like, when she woke up in the, the coma, she was just like, I suck your dick, 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor's like, ah, well, you know, she's here. <laughs> she is here. She is here. In call. <laughs> <laughs> Always working. This is a hell of a work ethic. Um, Summers originally claimed that he owned the house, uh, but he said he left, uh, but then later said that uh, he had left after a narcotics raid in November. He also said that he was the one who ran to a nearby fire station to get help. But witnesses told police that it was actually another person that rushed to alert authorities about the attack. <laughs> it was that other British guy with crazy Bee Gees hair. I think that dude just went to the bar. <laughs> he was just like, you know, I thought about it, but then I was like, yeah, I kind of want a beer. 
Um, he told investigators that as soon as Johnson entered the house, Feisty began attacking her, biting her arms and legs. And he said he did not want to be anywhere near that dog. And he just left and closed the door. What's he, wrong with the dog other than it being a pit bull? It's, it smell like <laughs> the cum of several men <laughs> on our dress. <laughs> it's also it's just like a vicious a beast. I mean, if the, the guy was scared of the dog, why would he bring her back to the house that has the house dog? Don't make no sense. I know. Uh, he said that he took Johnson to the house intending to engage in sexual acts. Of course. Uh, Johnson said, she was interviewed after the pit bull attack, she said that she'd gone with Summers to the house to smoke crack and have sex. <clears throat> Apparently, Feisty, they don't say who owned Feisty or why Feisty was even in the house in the first place, but Feisty does have a violent past and was linked to three other attacks, one in which a two-year-old boy lost a large portion of skin under his arm. <laughs> Yeah, those pit bulls, they make great pets. Uh, Summer faces second-degree felony charge of burglary of an occupied dwelling, as well as culpable negligence, which is a misdemeanor. So, Anchor, if you put yourself in this situation... Oh, you, I do every day. <laughs> if you me. did, I'm just, you know just hypothetically I'm, speaking. I'm here. not doing the show. You know, this is a crack is, house with a pit bull and a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> if you met this, this known prostitute, you're going to go smoke a little crack cocaine with her, maybe get, maybe get a blowjob. And you go in there, and then she starts getting attacked by a dog. Are you going to do anything, or would you leave? I don't think very heavily about just leaving. <laughs> Same I with wouldn't me. lock the door. I mean, I feel like an asshole, but I don't know. What am I going to do? I'm high on crack. I'm high on crack. I don't want to get, you know, it, you know, this vicious creature's mauling her. I don't want to get mauled. I don't want it to turn on me. And Although mention, maybe being high on crack is the best time to fight a dog. Right? You have extra energy. Well, maybe. I think PCP gives that to you. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, anyway, it's a horrible story. And uh, now this prostitute is going to be difficult for her. I bet you she's going to have to wheel around in a wheelchair. Or maybe get we like a prosthetic Now she can find niche clientele and maybe charge more. Possibly. I bet she's into, going to lower her prices. I don't, I don't think she's going to make as much money. That $20 blowjob is now going to have to be at least 25% off. <laughs> oh, no. She lost two limbs. 50% <laughs> off. 50% off. I bet you she'll have Jewish clients, though. Yeah. Uh, what a deal. <laughs> what a bargain. Blowjobs, 50% off. <laughs> Can't say no to that. <laughs> so what do you have here uh... for the second story? I got a story. I had to look this up. It's from Minnesota, maybe near Minneapolis. Also involves an animal, although the animal gets the short end of the stick on this one. Brian Schmidt is uh, hes 38 years old. He's kind of a drunk. Uh, he is, was dating a woman um, who cut it off with him because obviously he's kind of an asshole, <laughs> as you'll see when the story comes out. But he turned up at her house, as drunks are wont to do, right? You know, I'll just go over there and maybe she'll take me back. <laughs> she wasn't home? She was not home. God, that's got to be... time. I'm sure a lot of women have experienced that boyfriend that's just like, they have to break up with him because he's a horrible alcoholic, he's abusive. Yeah. But, yet he went he's, over to, but yeah. he's an unflushable. He keeps coming back. <laughs> it's a Klingon. He's a Klingon. He went over there on a Saturday night, so she's obviously out with her new alcoholic boyfriend because <laughs> you know they they always go for the same type even though <laughs> well they're just looking for their father one. yeah you know 
so there was a babysitter there, so she must have a kid too. Although the kid doesn't come up in the article, so I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, so he starts berating the babysitter. Right, he was drunk. The babysitter asked him to leave. He starts berating her, which I wonder what that's like. like yeah, I mean, what authority? You're is the it? worst babysitter I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know, but is it his kid? That is also not clear. So that's in question. The parts that I I read, uh, probably. But do you right? think he was? Do you think he was trying to say, you know, like you will respect my authority? Like he was they don't to, they don't say in the whole article that it's his kid, which you think they would mention. So maybe this is a kid from a previous relationship. And so he's huh. going over there. I mean, she knows that he's been probably not allowed in the house. He has no <laughs> the authority. Babysitter knows that. Yeah, and so the babysitter's yeah. trying to kick him out. But you know, what can a babysitter do? She's probably a thirteen-year-old girl. Yeah. Oh, actually, it says here, although the, this article is very short on details, it says that this guy Brian Schmidt. He blames the babysitter for the demise of the relationship with his ex. How so? It doesn't say. Maybe <laughs> uh, the ex-girlfriend accused him of like trying to hook up with the babysitter or something like that. Or, you know, we should never count out just drunken inanity, <laughs> right? Yeah, but maybe it's the your baby- fault. And she's like, what? I've never met you before. Maybe the Your babysitter- girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> what? Maybe the ba- babysitter is like the voice of reason for the wife. You know, she was just like, uh, that guy is a pitiful drunk. <laughs> Maybe you should break up with him. Yeah, I'm thinking you should break up with him. You're right. Horrible I role will. model. And so now he's um, just uh, trying to get revenge. So the girlfriend, the ex-girlfriend, returned home after midnight, you know, out, out on her date, and found Schmidt sleeping in her bed. <laughs> I would definitely <laughs> not tip the babysitter. I'd be like, what? Why is her this ex drunken boyfriend? Why is he sleeping in my bed? Weren't you supposed to be like taking charge of the house? What if she brought a dude home? Like, what would you do? Yeah. I mean, you'd have if to. If I was like, the dude. You, well, no. I mean, let's say you hook up with this this chick, a single mother here. You go back to uh-huh. her house, and there's the drunken ex in the bed. Would you just leave, or would you drag him out? I don't know. You got. I guess you gotta drag him out at that point, right? You gotta be the man. Well, how badly do you want a piece of ass? Pretty bad. I guess you could have sex right next to him, if, depending on how passed out he is. Passed out. <laughs> uh, well, she woke him up and uh, gave him a ride back to his car. Now that's a nice woman. Uh, and his car was at Throwbacks Bar in Woodbury. <laughs> Throwbacks. That's where all the ex-boyfriends go. I threw that, I threw that nigga back. He went drunk. I guess I'll just go hang out at Throwbacks. All the ex-boyfriends. Single dudes. It's just a bar full of single, sad, alcoholic men. Yeah. Throwbacks. Recent, <laughs> recently broken up. The jukebox has got to be amazing. Oh, dude, yeah. While God. while he was getting a ride back to the car, he's drunk. He's you know you think he would be uh, grateful to not have to walk, but uh, he allegedly went berserk and started screaming at his ex. She stopped the car and told him to get out immediately, but he told her that he'd kill her if she didn't complete the trip back to Throwbacks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's only midnight, right? So he can still get a couple of drinks at Throwbacks. And some pity. Maybe, yeah. a, maybe a pity hand job. From Cherry? <laughs> one I'm one sure there's the one hooker that hangs yeah. out at Throwbacks. A known prostitute. Probably make um, a lot of money there. He wasn't done, done giving his ex a hard time once they reached throwbacks. After exiting the car, he allegedly punched the vehicle and tried to block her exit. Which she's got to be like, 
<laughs> single women don't hang out at throwbacks? What are you insane? <laughs> to get the whole purpose of the bar. You think women would avoid throwbacks like the plague? You're not yeah. going to find good seed there. No, not at all. Maybe if you were like one of those people who act like secretly want to die, you just go and go meet some men. Give <laughs> a throwbacks. death wish, just go and yeah, yeah meet a. Uh, but this guy sounds like he's not only suicidal; he's just extremely violent prone. Yeah, uh, she finally got her car out of the parking lot and was on her way home, uh, but she didn't realize that her horror, uh, horrific night was not over. She noticed that her pets, her pet snake's head has had been ripped clear off, <laughs> presumably by Schmidt. Uh, she also noticed that Schmidt had poured lotion and peed on her clothing. <laughs> you know, he probably, that means he was jacking off. He had to have been jacking off. And then I want to hear. I want to hear some quotes from the uh, from the babysitter. Like, what was she doing while all this was going on? You think she was just downstairs, like hiding in the kids' room? Yeah, barricaded like in herself closet, in there, barricaded in the closet or the basement or something. Meanwhile, he's just going berserk, ripping the heads off of reptiles. Yeah, he's being charged with first-degree burglary, terroristic threats, and torturing animals. All are felonies. Wow. God. You know, yeah. that's just a regrettable relationship. You know, I, I, I mean, I understand saying hurtful things during a breakup. You know, you do. You, you become vengeful. You say hurtful things during a breakup, but right. ripping the head off the girl's snake? I don't know. Yeah, it's mean. Yeah, mean and then, spirited. There's what also does the snake do? There's also some dudes, though, that just will not give it up, especially, I guess, when you date an alcoholic. I'm sure lots of girls have that, where it's like you tell the guy, like, you know, get the fuck out of my life, and he just will not accept that for an answer. The unflushable is the worst. I think I've only dated one unflushable that just kept coming up, just kept texting, to the point where it's just like you just kind of have to cease all communication, delete you from Facebook, yeah, the, the unflushable has got to be the worst. But when you have an alcoholic unflushable that hangs out at throwbacks, because <laughs> you can just night. think how bitter those men at throwbacks are. And they just feed, you know, they, they get themselves all riled up with bitterness by being together. Just feeding off each other's negativity. I'm going to go over there right now. The other guy's like, yeah, you should go over there. Give her a piece of your mind. <laughs> Nobody's like, actually, that seems like a dumb idea. What's the best outcome of this uh, this plan of yours? Uh, she takes me back? <laughs> I don't think so. It should just be called like misogynist corner or something. I want to go know? there now just as like a anthropological drinking tour. Just to it's head like... over to throwbacks. You might never be able to leave though. Once you go that's in, true. you're just going to be like... That. You can stand outside with like a safety cord. That's tied around my belt. Yeah, but you're a single man. I mean, you're prone to uh, you know this 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 mindset that that pervades. That's why you have the safety the... cord. So if you... I don't come out in a specific time, you pull <laughs> yeah, me I out. could just pull you out before you're yeah. just you're just like part of the negativity, right? <laughs> just hating women. Just tie it to the bumper of the car and like at at nine thirty p.m. I'll go in at seven and it's at nine thirty p.m. Too long. Get you him just out. hit the gas. Yeah. Get him out. <laughs> Before it's too late. Never leave a man in throwbacks. <laughs> People, you can decide who won episode 317. Go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. Wacker, we got a couple phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. And we got a, a special email. A special email from a young guy who lives in Senegal. So, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to read about that. And that, that was sent to sickandwrongpodcast.com. 
But first, before all that, here's a word from our beloved sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. All right, Wacker, we've got a few phone calls here we're going to get to. Um, people, feel free to call the Sick and Wrong hotline. You don't have to be drunk or high. You know, that's not like a requirement. But it seems like well, Why most, wouldn't you be? But it seems like most callers are. Um, especially judging by the calls that we received this week. So this first one I find really fascinating because I think this first one is an, an old character that used to be on the show, like in the beginning. Remember Vietnam Dude? Yeah, Vietnam Dude who would never tell us a story about Vietnam, even though we asked him all the time. Well, he would call himself Vietnam Dude, I think, didn't he? Or did we make yeah. that up? I think no, he, he called, he called himself that. But he never once told any POW stories or any stories about Vietnam. All he talked about was drinking margar- like Margarita Tuesday at some bar that he went to. <laughs> throwbacks. Throwbacks. <laughs> so, he's so he's anyway, from New York, so they must have been the throwbacks that's in New York. Remember he used to say, kill or be killed. Yeah. Something, something. And you always complain about the ethnics on his street. <laughs> <laughs> but then he stopped calling. And like we did, we we just kind of I don't know lost touch with him and just hadn't heard from him in years. Anyway, this call that we did, that I'm about to play here, I think I strongly suspect this is Vietnam, dude. And All right, let's hear tell it. me what you think. Hey, faggot! I just got a quick uh, singer wrong question of if that's gay. So I was just at a bar with a buddy of mine, and it was just the two of us, and we we're hanging out with maybe four or five other random people. So just me and my buddy were having drinks, and then we're at a karaoke bar. So we start singing Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart, for the fuck that song's man. Now, after we're done singing that song to each other while making eye contact, the entire karaoke bar thought we were gay. Now, they're asking us questions like, hey, do you guys have a kid yet? Now, I'm wondering, is that gay? Now, we're probably holding hands afterwards with fuck the people, but still, your guys are cold. It's a little better <laughs> than, you know, hey, would you... uh what would you rather do? Would you rather fuck this or fuck that? So, sounds sort of like Vietnam, dude. I'm not really convinced, though. You know, I don't know either. I mean, I, at first, you know, when I first listened to that call, I was thinking, God, I wonder if there's a Vietnam guy. Because a couple times his tone yeah. sounded like the Vietnam guy tone. But then he also has like sort of a laid back drawl to his voice, which Vietnam dude never had. No. And he didn't mention Margarita. So yeah, he <laughs> wasn't. Say it's not him. But I bet you he was probably drinking some kind of girl drink. Maybe like a chocolate choo-choo or a pina colada or something. So singing Total Eclipse of the Heart with your male friend at karaoke is <laughs> gay. He, he even knew the name Bonnie gay. Tyler. That, that is just, it's beyond gay. I mean, he might yeah, as... Yeah, knowing the name of the person who sang that song. Good point. That's also very gay. He might as well have, like, been sucking his friend's cock on stage and then, like, jacked it off in his face to completion. <laughs> that point, because it's that well. gay. But it's that gay singing that song with your friend holding hands i i do not fault anybody at that bar for saying hey you know do you have a i don't understand why they said you have a kid yet but i mean i would have been like okay these guys are definitely gay bumders yeah yeah for sure i mean i don't i don't know if this type of activity occurs at throwbacks maybe 
I mean, maybe. You know, and you maybe. think it's like prison where like once you've been in throwbacks for long enough, you're just like, man's got needs. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who. I mean, I guess who. Like, so if you're if you're doing a karaoke duet, how do you decide who does the feminine voice? Like Islands in the Stream, for example. Kenny Rogers, if, if Dolly it's two dudes. Yeah, I mean, uh, how would it? You know, who? I don't know. Who, you gotta have a prearranged agreement. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but I wonder why they uh, they ended up choosing that song. Definitely very gay. So I hope that answers your question there. I wish that was Vietnam, dude. I just have this picture <laughs> of this Vietnam veteran just sitting there, just turn around, bright eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they did great. say they were with other people. Maybe he was one of the other five people. I don't know. Sounds like throwback. Like, he would have Vietnam dude would have told them right away. Like that's gay. <laughs> don't sing that song. <laughs> Give me another margarita, please. So this second this second call here is a typical drunken, sick and wrong drunk dial line call. Yo, what's up, sick and wrong? My girlfriend's gonna be super pissed off right now. She farted in my face. Yeah, literally. Literally. My girlfriend just farted in my face. Um, I guess we're in a fart war. Um, I don't think a girl should get into a fart war with a guy. Why not? Because guys are ruthless when it comes to that. Yeah, well, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. I mean, it's, they might think it's funny when they make their little dainty girl farts. Little, but a guy... Wisp I mean, of fairy dust i mean a guy a guy is not above you know bare ass sitting on your face while you're sleeping and just cutting a wet fart <laughs> and it will be wet and it will be wet and there might be some spackle <laughs> on your forehead you know <laughs> like and then you'll take a picture pollock painting <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll make a jackson pollock painting on your face with his ass that's why you don't want to get into a fart war with him yeah you ever been to Oh, D's been to Tommy's, right? Tommy's Chili Chili Cheeseburgers in downtown Los Angeles. Well, D lives there. I've been to Tommy's. In Los Angeles now. So if you have- Wait, Tommy's and I've been to Tommy's and you probably haven't. I don't. Yeah, I've never. I've never been there. But I mean, what would I really eat there as a vegetarian? Nothing. The Definitely. bun. <laughs> You'd have a lot of bun with mustard <laughs> on it. Checked it out. Oh, oh, wait, that nigga's a fucking faggot-ass vegetarian. Exactly. Anyway, Thank you. so never mind. Lance would totally have been there. Anyway. I've this, been there. This girl... Apparently you have. Was it good? Yeah, it's good. Just like chili dogs. <laughs> the funny thing is, is there's, it's like there's two stores right across the street from each other. Like one's the old Tommy's and the other one's the new Tommy's. Where, where is it downtown? I don't even think I know where it is. It's uh, it's in Silver Lake, that area. Oh, okay, that area over there. Yeah. Friend of mine just farted in my fucking face. Uh, yeah, that's pretty sick and wrong, right? Anyway, love you guys. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Yeah, this guy is pretty <laughs> what was wasted. Tommy's? I thought he was going to talk about how he ate at Tommy's and had like you know wicked diarrhea farts, but well, that, that's the a loop on that. That's another reason why you want to avoid a fart war with a guy. If you're a girl, because he probably ate a lot more chili than she did. <laughs> I don't know. You know, that's a. I bet this guy sounds really young to me. 
Cause it, yeah. <laughs> well, it, like, I don't see my parents getting into a fart war. Well, I don't think any girls that I've dated well, that are over 30 tend to get in fart wars. I mean, maybe mm. they've been dating a long time and they're yeah. comfortable with each other, but... Sure. I don't know. They like, would know you, better, though, a woman of that age. Well, I have that weird fart shit thing with women. You know, I don't... I, you don't think they do it. Well, I choose choose to ignore it. So if it's in my face, like if it's... You know, if I if I hear like if I'm dating a girl and she just rips a loud fart, I'm going to be disgusted. Uh-huh. She's probably going to be denied sex that evening. Well, maybe not. <laughs> <Probably> not. <laughs> Depends on how bad it smells. Anyway, we get it. We got a second call back, a follow up call about the fart war. <laughs> Freaking wrong. Hey, it's Rady Rollo's girlfriend, Hooligan Yetta. Uh Ignore. <laughs> Ignore the past call. He is drunk and a fucking asshole. But we were we were wondering about the pimp contest because that's kind of what I do. And I want to get stripped down into my lingerie for y'all because I've been a listener for four years and uh, I love you guys. And I turned my boyfriend, Radio Rara, onto it. And uh, now he's addicted. <laughs> All right, I love you, boys. Keep it safe. That is pretty <laughs> Once cool. Once again, she started asking a question and then didn't finish it. Well, I think she, she wants to know about the pinup competition. Send in your photo of you in your underpants. That's yeah, you know, I mean, I guess right now we only really have three contestants. Um, we have Poppy Thorne. We have that tattoo chick who hasn't sent us pictures yet. And uh, Empresario from the forum actually sent a fine contestant. Uh, did you see that picture that Empresario sent? I posted it on Facebook and Twitter. I don't believe that it's... I think it's Photoshopped. I don't... I, I don't think listener it, could be that hot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Photoshopped because it's. it looks like... I mean, the shirt is stretched over the woman. I think it's a woman. The woman's girth. <laughs> you don't really know. Did you, you zoom in on the pixels? Yeah, but you can, but you you can't see any genitalia because the the belly, her her you know her her gunt. stomach is just kind of the gunt is sort of covering over any kind of genitalia. So it could be a man too. It could be a man. It might be Empresario himself. You know, I I thought it was like his mom or something, and then he like got her to wear the shirt and pose, or his sister, or something like you know his invalid sister or something like that. But uh. I want to know who she really is, but it's a pretty amazing picture. So right now, we have three contestants for the official Sick and Wrong pinup chick. Poppy Thorne, that tattoo chick, and uh, Empresario's mom. So I'm thinking, you know, we're open to anybody else that wants to send us some hot lingerie pics. Um, don't even stop at the lingerie. I mean, you don't even need the lingerie. Yeah, wide um, open beaver. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but feel free. I mean, women, if uh, you're pinup chick and you're hot and you want to pose the quantity. tee... Send in some pictures. We're going we're gonna to have the official competition. It's going to be on the forum, and there will be uh, some fabulous prizes. I should get like a, we haven't done a good competition in a long time. I mean, this is no. as good of a cause as any. So, yeah, I mean. Uh, What's the prize going to be? <laughs> I haven't decided. We already have yet. the shirt, hopefully, because it's <laughs> point of contest. It, it'll, be, it'll be something cool. I don't know. All right, here's the last call we got to the uh, Singer on Hotline. Hey, Dean Lance, this is Jared from Ogden, Utah. Just thought I'd call back and give you the sober version of my story because I was pretty tore up last night. Anyway, me and my friend Steve are just stopped. We get a lot of those, the Sick and Wrong Drunk Dial line. 
It's like mm-hmm. someone will call up and it'll be this incoherent babble, drunken babble, and they will last like three minutes. And then they'll call back the next day and be like a complete coherent version of the same story. <laughs> but this time they're sober. This happens a lot. On the very you co- should do a mashup of the two. That would be fun. I should do that. It's a very common occurrence at the drunk dial line. Mm-hmm. A stoplight on the way to work. This guy's walking down the street with his hands down his pants. I mean, not just a little bit, like, but up to his elbow. And he's got this shitting grin on his face. He's looking, all the, looking at all the traffic, and you know, he's having a good time. Then all of a sudden you see him pull his hand out of his pants, do like a wiping motion across his chest. Like he just blinds something on his chest. And then he just smiles and he's walking. Yeah, I'll stick it wrong as that. <laughs> anyway, keep it safe, keep it wrong. Peace. <laughs> I don't get why why he went to shake his hand off. Like, why would he wipe it on his chest? He's proud of it. This giant load. Giant load they just had while he was uh, jacking and jacking and walking. That's actually is it, is it ambidextrous? Is that what that term would be or? Multitasking. Multitasking, I guess, is what it would be. <laughs> I remember when I first came to uh, Los Angeles. It was the first time I had ever actually been here. I was, I flew in to LAX, and I went to a Taco Bell. That Taco Bell that's on, um, was that, uh, I forgot the road. But the road that's near the, uh, near the airport. There's a Taco Bell right. over there. I was going through the drive through There's like four cars ahead of me. And there's this fat, black, homeless man, just pants down, just sitting there jacking it, just on the grass. Just jacking off in the grass, smiling, looking at all the people in the cars. That's and, when you uh, get to extra sour cream. <laughs> well, it was funny because my, my girlfriend was disgusted, rolled up the window and tried to put her visor to like block it out. But you could still oh, yeah, see yeah. him just sitting there. And he's just looking. I don't know if he's looking at her. He was definitely looking at the people in line. And the talk about people weren't doing anything about it. No. I mean, he was just having a nice slow... I'm not trained for that type of an intervention. ...self-love session. I wish I would have had some Taco Bell, because I probably would have tossed some at him, but we were standing, you know, we were trapped in line, and just, mm-hmm. I mean, captive audience. We had nowhere else we could go. We just had to watch this fat guy jack off. Didn't ruin my appetite, though. I still ended up getting a couple of bean burritos. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd be going to Tommy's if I were you right now. <laughs> People can call Sigmong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Uh, we got one email I want to get to, and uh, yeah, then uh, we've got to get out of here. Um, this comes from John. He says, Dear Dean Lance, I live in Dakar, Senegal. I'm 14. I've been listening I used to wear that cologne. Dracar Noir. <laughs> Dracar. I've been listening to the show for three years now. I really enjoy the show. I usually listen to it during my weekend job at the American Embassy's baseball field's concession stand. He's a ball boy. I didn't know there were a lot of Senegalese people into baseball. Well, it's at the American Embassy. I love how the American... It must be his dad must be in the military or something, or an ambassador. So he, like, slings corn dogs and cotton candy. Yeah. I love how they try to, like, maintain some semblance of American life, even though they're in Senegal. You're in the jungle. (laughs) Is that the jungle? I don't even know what's there. I, I think it's just like I think it's just a desert with like those kids with the swollen abdomens and flies on their faces, and then in the <laughs> middle African of it, there's bush. well, there's a big fortress in the middle of the world like the fat white Americans live, you know, mm-hmm. eating Cheetos and drinking Slurpees, and then they, you know, every now and then you'll look out the window and you'll see a bunch of those fat starving Marvin kids, poor things, <laughs> starving Marvin. Nobody in Senegal is named Marvin. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> Making all those clicking noises. I am Marvin. Click, 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 click. Basically means he's starving to death. 
He says, I sell mostly beer to my teachers and to Peace Corps. I hate the oh. Peace Corps. Yeah, but there's hot chicks in the Peace Corps. It's not worth it, dude. <laughs> Go over there. You know, I've, I've known two women that were in the Peace Corps, neither one of which were hot. But um, both of them went over there. I know one in particular that is extremely hot, like 10 out of well, 10. The, I remember a girl in college went to the Peace Corps, and she was, she was, she was actually, I would say she's probably like a 7. She was kind of attractive. But she was like sitting there going off, espousing all the, the merits of being in the Peace Corps and how, you know, they're bringing, you know, enrich, culturally enriching these people and uh, helping them and, you know, helping them be, be, you know, be, live in a modern age. Basically what she did, she went over to, I think, somewhere in Madagascar or some shit like that. And she went over there and had to install a latrine. Uh-huh. So she was just basically doing like main, constructing their sewage system. I was like, have fun with that. Give peace a chance. Whenever I picture the Peace Corps in my head, I picture the dude from uh, Airplane teaching them basketball. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next next shot, they're like dunking it. (laughs) That's the best scene in the movie. I watch it over and over again on YouTube. (laughs) He says, uh, I never can tell which one of you plays Minecraft, but I love that game. It is how I escape my life. (laughs) <laughs> uh, th- that's Wackerly. He does that too. Yeah. In, in Dakar, there are many sick and wrong things happening, such as in the three years of living here, I've seen more naked black men than I can count. Wow, that's nice. That uh, this past Christmas, I saw a thin black man in a Santa coat shirt cooking on the largest, most well-bit road in the city. When I was cooking. downtown, I saw a completely naked black man masturbating near the American Embassy. Hmm. Outside of my school, there are whores who all probably have AIDS. Cheers, probably. John. <laughs> don't you know, if don't it, be going and fucking anybody while you're in Africa. Yeah, I, I would not even. I don't even care if you wore a body condom. I would stay. I would just like stay inside that American embassy and play Minecraft, kid, until you yeah. can get back to this country. <laughs> <laughs> we have good, clean whores. None of our whores have AIDS. <laughs> I mean, they might be known hookers around the neighborhood, but. I doubt they have AIDS. They have American AIDS, but yeah. not that dirty African AIDS. That's that where AIDS started, you. dude, in yeah. Africa. Um, people can email the show at sickerrompodcast.hotmail.com. Wackerly, I was reading a thread on the forum the, the other day that totally surprised me. It's like every now and then, you know, you'll read something on the forum, and you're like, I never even heard about this. This is new to me. This is interesting. It's something I'm going to investigate and do some research further about. Mm-hmm. Gopniks. Heard of them? You heard of them? Yeah. Gopniks? Well, I saw the thread. I'd never heard of them before the thread. And neither have I. It's a thread started by uh, There's that guy who Kid writes Bone. for the New York Times named Adam Gopnik, who's insufferable. But he's not a, he's not a Gopnik. He's not a Gopnik. I'm fascinated by these creatures. They're like the Russian variant of the English chav. Or the Scottish sort of. Ned. Isn't that they kind of what they own, are? They have their own traits, apparently, though. Well, uh, Kidbone included a video of a group of Gopniks doing their weird epileptic dance to some techno they have a song. Dance. Like I, I don't, I've, to my knowledge, chavs don't have their own dance. But chavs, I think they, they rap, and do, these and guys just kind of hang out. Dance move. These guys just kind of hang out and drink, and then do these those weird that's weird dance. It's kind of it's like frenetic, wild gesticulations. I can't even I don't even know what how to describe that dance. It's got it's part of that whole like fuzzy hatted thing where they kick their legs out that the Russians do, right? Yeah, they, they, those moves is like uh, yeah, where but they're they incorporated get down, they're, into they're other newer moves. 
and a lot of drinking. Well, so it says here on Wikipedia, Gopnik is a stereotypical class of young males up to 30 years old found in Russia and post-Soviet countries, similar to a Chav or a Ned in Great Britain. They're characterized by their aggressive behavior, specifically towards the weak, predilection to the criminal subculture, and abuse of alcoholic beverages, specifically beer, vodka, and Jaguar cocktails. <laughs> I'm I, sure that's I wonder good if they meant Jaeger. Maybe not, I don't know. You no, never I, know think what it's, they I read it. I think it's it's something like Four Loco, or it's like a caffeinated malt liquor. Wow, and that's what they drink and then do their dances? Yeah, it makes sense when you think about it. You know, the term got juiced up. The term gopnik was derived from the slang term gopstop, which means street mugging. I don't know. I kind of want to go to Russia and just hang with these guys. See if they'd really? accept me and their crew. I'm, I guess I'm probably a little too old and too Jewish. Probably. That would suck, though, if you're, if you're like visiting Russia, which I never really planned to do. But you just get the shit kicked out of you by some gopniks. And then they dance on your head. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. So people, you can join up on the forum and uh, read all about Gopniks. Sigmarmpodcast.com, click on forum. Um, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. As always, we try to get people to do that because it definitely uh, generates some more exposure here for the show. So just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, leave us a comment, give us a rating, subscribe to the show. I think most, most of our listeners do tend to listen to the show through iTunes, though. So we appreciate that. Also, um... As I mentioned before, buy a sticker on Quado Tea. They've been selling like gangbusters, like hotcakes. Then make your mom wear it and send in a photo. Of her gross <laughs> I'm gonna body. have to. I'm gonna post that picture on the page. It is. <laughs> it is amazing. I saw it and I laughed out loud. There was milk coming out of my nose. Milk. I was eating breakfast. Yeah, I was eating breakfast and cereal just got like a Cheerio lodged up in my nasal passage. Oh, Shot milk out. But anyway, it's a, it's a great picture, though. It's just, chocolate I, Cheerios? No, I've never had chocolate Cheerios. I hear they're good. Really? I didn't even know they made chocolate Cheerios. It's new. Huh. No, I just had uh, Honey Nut honey nut Cheerios. The B. <laughs> Y'all got the Honey Nut? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched The Wire or you would get the reference. It is a pretty amazing picture. So I'll have to post it to the site. But people, just go to stickerwrongpodcast.com, click on store, and uh, buy yourself a sticker on Quado Tea before we uh, sell out. Uh, finally, Sick Wrong Song of the Week, I'm going to dedicate to Bob Madigan, um, good friend who uh, passed away this morning. It's uh, one of my favorite Fluff Girl songs. They had a lot of good songs, actually. I mm -hmm. kind of hope they reissue some of his uh, CDs because people, I think, would totally dig it. But this song's called Sinkhole, and it's a live performance that Bob's doing. So we're going to end the show here with uh, Fluff Girl. Uh, rest in peace, Bob Madigan, true punk rock legend. You know, I hope you're in a better place, and we're going to miss you here on the show. That's for sure. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 318. Till then, take it sleazy. Good night. Hey, shut up, man.
Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? 206-666-3846. Dial it. 